welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast with Kyle Krieger and Wilkie Law, where we're sharing inspiring stories of educators just like yourself, helping you to develop your craft and sharpen your tools to become the teacher your students deserve. This is the Value Adds Value podcast. Let's jump into this next episode. Part two of our interview with our principal coach, Gerald Scheidel, uh, the first ever person we interviewed from the district Aldi, or uh, Wilkie works in Aldi, and the district I worked in for seven years. Um, great interview on this episode after talking a little bit more, more about his journey, we kind of get into his leadership style and how he... Um, has lost over 160 pounds the last few years and is working to run a 100k race. So, should be a good episode. I think you're really gonna like it, and I hope that um, you know this message finds you well, and that what we're doing is making a difference for you, regardless of of where you're at and what your school is doing. We want you to know that we support you. We're here for you, um, and we want to just encourage you right now. And we hope this episode does that. So. Uh, thanks for checking out this episode of Value Adds Value. Be sure to follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at It's Kyle Krieger, at its.will.law.iii, and at Value Adds Value. So check out, like, subscribe, share, and enjoy this episode of Value Adds Value. As, as someone that doesn't necessarily have a desire to get into administration strictly mm-hmm. because I maybe have the misconception that administration takes you away from the kids. Because I, mm-hmm. I know there are some people who are like, I want to get into administration and get away from the kids. Right, true. So, you know, I don't know exactly how I want to ask it. You know, what is your day-to-day like? Or maybe the better question is, how do you not how do you stay connected to the, the heartbeat of the school, whether it's through the kids or the teachers? Because I, I can tell you, I've had admin who were that way. And I know that that Will talks, and my principals right now are that way. And I know Will talks about Pruitt that way. So how do you, as an admin, strive to, to really stay connected? Because I, I feel like that is really what drives the school culture is when I've had admin that were like right right on the pulse. Like they knew what was going on so how do you strive to stay connected number one i'm I'm present in my building i i am in transitions i'm in the cafeteria i'm walking the building i'm not staying in my office a lot of people uh there's administrators that stay in their office i don't stay in my office if you come and find me you're going to find me out of my office uh i'm going to be either in a classroom i'm going to be in the hallway be talking with students that's how you're going to gauge the pulse of your campus but also I go do home visits. Uh, you know, that is another way that I connect with, with my kids and I know their experiences. And I, I go and I talk with parents and meet them where they're at. And, and basically having that desire to, uh, to keep that, that constant pulse check, I know it, it reaffirms my mission every day. So like, you're gonna get the feedback that you need to know. And then talking with your teachers, uh, you know, 
sometimes I'm better at this than other times. I mean, I'm not the perfect principal. You, you ask some of my teachers, there, there's going to be people that like my style and there's going to be people that don't. And I think, uh, you know, the thing is that I, I've learned is when those people are, are being your critic, it's not there to, to hurt you. It's there to make you better. And I, I've had to, this is now starting my fourth year as a principal. And I'm just now starting to figure that out that I, I used to get frustrated whenever things weren't, uh, you know, people weren't giving me the feedback that I wanted. But then now it's like through this process, I've started to say, okay, well, what are they trying to get at? And are they, do they have the same goal as you? If they have the same goal as you, then you listen to that feedback. If it's not what's truly under in your mission, then you kind of, you know, you filter that. But, um, you know, I think that's that's what you have to do. You have to find those people in your building, teachers, students, and filter filter that uh, that information. But for people that don't want to 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 be in in administration, uh, I think just continually having that desire to be better. Listen listen to what trends are going on in education. How can we shift? You know, like right now in this pandemic, online learning and Things like this have been around, but sometimes educators were slow to embrace it. And so now we're forced to embrace it. And those ones that have been already doing this, they're, they're transitioning smoothly. But what are other trends that are we're not aware of and that we could do better and, and, and trying to hunt those down? I think that's what, what you have to have that mindset, uh, both as a leader and as a teacher. Is that kind of answer? I know I talked about a, a lot of different things. So yeah, you know, and and maybe not my necessary generation because you and I are pretty close right. in age. But I feel like the younger teachers, I hear so many of them like they're a year or two into the classroom, and then they're already like just jumping into the masters. And and for me, I just. I, I never thought I would want to go into administration, but then the more, and I think it's maybe just because I had a couple bad experiences with some administration that I didn't really feel like had my best interest at heart. But the more I talk with good administrators and, and people that are, you know, still passionate about education, it, I'm a lot, I'm a I would say that door is just maybe a little slight, a little slightly more open yeah. than than it was in mm -hmm. the past of me saying I could never be an administrator. I would never want to do this, or I would never want to do that. Um, but I just, I really look at, and I loved what you said in there about even even if you're just a classroom teacher who's happy being a classroom teacher, you still got to take that leadership role. You still got to be striving to be to be the best you can, you can be and really to learn and grow. And I'm, you know, Wilkie, Wilkie said it to me and, and he heard it from a, a speaker named Dr. Eric Thomas. He said, like, if you don't come out of this time, this pandemic better than you went in, like you're doing something wrong. So that's, yeah, that's really what we've strived to do. Yeah. And I also went, I think it, it was whenever I was at AP at Lewis Middle School, I did a, a book study with my, my teachers during the summer. It was called, You Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader. And at that time, I was interviewing for another uh, AP position as a curriculum uh, assistant principal at Hall. And at that time, I didn't know if I was going to get that position or not. But I was doing that to, to kind of our culture 
we are, we were, we were, uh, I felt like teachers sometimes think that administrators have the power to, to control everything. And I think we have to have that mindset that everybody is a leader. If you have that mindset that everybody is a leader in your campus, then that's what's going to translate to success. It's not one person. It's individuals working as a collective to, to get work towards a better goal and to be bigger than themselves. That's what, what basically makes success. I think that's, that's why I chose that book was you, cause I, I know tons of people that are teachers every day that I'm inspired by uh, that, that I say, okay, that's a leader right there. And, and they don't have the role as principal, but everybody recognizes that person as a leader. And so you don't need the title. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's another mindset that you have to take as an educator, that you don't need a title as principal to be a leader in your building. You, you're the leader of that classroom, uh, you know, and that drives your culture and your campus. When you have that mindset, that you're a leader in that classroom, you're, you're going to be good and, and it's going to have positive outcomes. I'm going to have to add that book to my repertoire. That's a, that's a good one. Because I have no desire to be a building principal or assistant principal. And I've had people try to push me into that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I shared it publicly on here on one of our podcasts that um, working for um, Mr. Pruitt, uh, my principal this year, uh, last year and this year, made me see administration in a different light and made me consider it very strongly uh, because I watched his leadership. Yeah. And I watched him not just tell us what he expected, but he did what he expected. Yeah. And so that a lot of what I heard you saying, being present, that, you know, as when I was going through ordination process, they said one of the best things you can do um, for people when they're hurting is just be present, that there's a ministry in just presence. And I think when students and teachers see you you know, when I watch him coming off the coming from walking kids home or walking kids to the gate and it's pouring down rain and he's soaking wet and he's still in his bow tie and his shirt. You know, and it yeah. makes me look at him and be like, you know what? Standing out here on Colorado duty does not make it doesn't it doesn't hurt me. I can dry yeah. off. You know, right. working with these kids, making sure the kids are under their umbrella and they get to their car and they're good and they're healthy to come back tomorrow, I'll be okay. Yeah. Like watching a leader do those things pushes you and says, you know what? That's what a leader is. So let me do it. And even though I can say I have no desire to be in that position, I do have that desire to want to help people become leaders. Right. And I think that that's where you just got to know what route. And that's why I was curious to know, was that something that you chose? Like you knew going, I mean, like some people know, I want to be a building principal. I want right. to do this. But you just kind of gradually just, Based, based on Misty. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Misty. And, and, and basically, you know, I had I had Misty, but I also had people like Dr. Watson that, that saw something in me that talked to me, just like Pruitt's talking to you. Uh, you know, those are the, the people that, that are going to shape you as a, as a person. Uh, and, you know, whether you decide to go into leadership or whether you decide to continue and be the best master teacher, those are the people that you need to listen to and, and, and say, okay, I can, I can be, uh, I, I am a leader. And I think that's, that's the whole deal. And I like what you said about Pruitt. I, I've seen, I got to witness it with myself, you know, going to check on some of my kids that got released from AEC. Uh, 
I went over there and, and walked with him to the neighborhood. And, and, you know, he's, he's one of the people that I look to, uh, for guidance as a leader. So, you know, it's, it's good work that y'all are doing over there at Jones. Um, and, and one more coach, because, uh, you know, the, the idea of mentorship is, and, and like learning is something that's so core to what we do. I do want to ask you because I, I was very lucky to have been put with Wilkie. Mm-hmm. And when I started at Hambrick, I was super, super lucky that, that, there was a group of teachers there, um, coach friend who is now out in, uh, um, gosh, Cyprus or mm-hmm. Camp Klein is where I'm thinking, but you yeah. know, and like Paula and coach Ingram and, and coach mm-hmm. TJ Johnson and Lyman, I was so lucky. And then I got pulled with Wilkie. I've always had good mentors, but you know, for a teacher that maybe is struggling to that wasn't like just blessed with a great mentor. Like what advice would you give them to be able to find someone that, that can be that mentor? Cause I know that there are teachers out there that are maybe not on a campus with a great culture and they're not finding someone who, who is like them. Cause I know, and the story I always tell too is I was just told like, as it like that you just find a teacher that, that is doing good work that, and you just copy what they were doing, which mm-hmm. obviously is like not super great advice. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give teachers on looking for and, and finding good mentors in the, in the profession? So if you are, what, what I had to do uh, sometimes is you might be in an organization or campus culture that's not positive, but you go and you find those places that are working and it might not be in your school district. It might be like, I, I, I use Twitter as a place to see, find out other educators and see, okay, what's going on uh, in Twitter. Now, Twitter is a dual sided thing. You know, there, there's so much stuff that, that's negative on Twitter. And then there's so much things that are positive on Twitter. And, and, and same thing with Facebook. I mean, you, you see social media, it can, it's a two sided coin. And so, uh, the choice is number one, what type of people are you trying to seek? And the mentors that I tried to seek were, I wanted to, to find people that were, had a resiliency about them that were able to weather storms. How did, how did they weather those storms? And, and so that's what I looked for. I didn't look for the person that was just always rah, rah, rah. I wanted to see people that would have been in a fire and were able to keep pushing forward, uh, you know, and how did they do it? And a lot of times they're willing to step out there and put earmuffs on to critics. And I think that if you're a starting out teacher, you've got to, you, you've got to find your tribe and look at those people that are able to filter that negativity uh, because it's real hard. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, being a principal at an alternative campus and doing things that really haven't been traditional uh, for alternative, because a lot of times when you think of alternative education, you're thinking of punitive consequences. And this past year, we shifted to a more restorative uh, practice concept where you're restoring that student. And I'll be honest with you, there were some people that were not embracing that mindset. And, you know, there was many, many critics. But guess what? 
I stuck to my core principles and I have a team of educators that see that value and I, I, I feel, feed, feed off of them. I try to feed off of those, uh, those people that have those core principles and you're always and, and realize that you're always going to have those negative people. I don't care what organization uh, you're, you're in. And I think back to my time at Nimitz nine, even at Nimitz nine, which in my opinion was probably some of the best times I had as an educator, there were still people there that said, Oh, we're not doing this right. Oh, she's not a great leader and talking about Dr. Watson. Oh, she's uh, Mr. Caldwell's not doing this. Oh, Mr. Knipple's not doing this. Guess what? They're always going to be there. So you gotta, you gotta sit there and filter that and find those, those positive people that now I'm not saying Pollyanna, I'm saying that are able to filter and weather a storm uh, and, and be able to say, okay, yeah, this is, this is messed up, but this is how you adjust. This is how you grow from this. This is how you can be better and keep pushing forward. I mean, I, I think for that teacher that's new, uh, I had, I, I'll give an example. I had a teacher this year, first year teacher in my building. Uh, she was a great educator, but uh, this person basically, uh, you know, I tried to, to constantly feed into her, but the environment sometimes she didn't see the good that she was doing. And I think, uh, you know, she ended up transferring campuses because she, uh, I, I think she wanted a different experience because you got to know what you're called to do. And I, and I, before she left, I told her, I don't want you to leave here thinking that you're a bad teacher because you're a good teacher. And I think that a lot of times principals, we don't do a good job of people that move on to another place we let those people think that maybe they they weren't uh, a great fit for our culture. No, they're they're still a good educator. That would just wasn't the place for them. And and say okay, feedback into them and say, look, don't get discouraged. Because we have so many people that uh, come into education and are gone within four or five years. And it's because people don't give them that good feedback and say, okay, here's where you are. I see this in you, and keep pushing. Don't don't get discouraged. Don't you know. Don't listen to that. And so uh, I hope she I hope she takes that advice from me, uh, you know, because like I said, my environment, it's you're going to have kids that don't always respect what you're doing. But you've got to be true to your core principles. And I think that's any educator. You've got to feel that you're making a difference. And don't if you're in it for the right reasons, you're going to be able to weather the storm. But if you're not it, yeah, it's going to chew you up and it, and it might make you bitter about public education but uh you know if you have that core principle you're going to be able to weather it does that does that help you 100 mm -hmm. okay that's awesome i'm going to merge these two questions together okay so uh because you kind of touched on your weight loss journey and using that to inspire your students so let's talk about that that journey and this 100k that you that you were that you started yesterday that you're going to complete next week Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to forecast that. that I appreciate that. Yesterday, but you'll finish it next week. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that and how how you use that as a vehicle in your on your campus. So one of the things with with my weight loss journey. Okay, so I, I started that my first year as principal. I, it was at January of my first year. You know, I was struggling as as a first year principal adjusting to a new campus. I I've been blessed as 
a teacher and as an AP that I was at campuses where I had a connection uh, already with the campus. Where I, I grew up in the Nimitz area, so I already had that connection. I, I was I was good, so I, I had no problems. When I went to Lewis Middle School as an AP, I had teachers that, that knew me, that I had worked with at previous campuses or knew them as coaches, so it was an easy adjustment. When I went to Hall, I had teachers that I worked with at Nimitz that were there, so I already had that relationship. I came into my building and I had no connections except for one, uh, one AP, uh, Mr. Sidibe, who uh, had been a gap teacher with me. And so we had that relationship, but it was starting fresh. And so like now this was like my time to say, okay, are you really, are you really about what you say you're about? You know? And so it was kind of a, 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 a really a self-reflection thing. So in January, when I think I, I also had that conversation with God about my weight loss and saying, look, I, I've got to got to make a change. Uh, but I also was saying, OK, what can I control? What can I control as a as a, a in, in this storm that I'm going through? And so uh, I said, I can control my weight loss. I can control this. And uh, and that that's really just the good Lord giving me that that wisdom and discernment. So I started thinking about what I was eating and progressing. And then I said, my weight loss is also going to translate into my school culture because it seemed like it was impossible. Uh, you know, I mean, when you're 400 pounds, man, you're, you're, you are not thinking clear. I'm just going to be honest with you. My, uh, you know, I was not making good choices, uh, food wise, health wise. And so, yeah, I was doing all these things as a, as an educator trying to better myself, but I wasn't taking care of myself. And so I said, okay, the only way you're going to achieve anything is if you start taking care of yourself. And so people as educators, we've got to remember that self-care, whether it's health, mental health, you've got to take care of yourself or you're not going to impact anybody. And so I started making those slow changes. And that's why the 80 pounds, whenever I lost it, I lost it pretty rapidly. My, my team at, at AEC were like, Okay, I started in January. By the end of that year, uh, you know, I came back. I lost 80 pounds. And they were like, "Gosh, Mr. Child, you, you, you know, you, you've lost a lot." And so, uh, just keeping that and saying, "Okay, I've got a goal in mind. What am I going to do next?" And then continuing to set new goals. So, like, whenever I got to that step, I said, "Okay, what can I do next?" And not being satisfied. So. The weight loss journey also helped me in my journey as, as a principal, uh, starting to build school culture, uh, changing the mindset, and knowing that it's going to be hard. And it hasn't been easy, man. I, I've sat there and reflected, and it's just really now, when you're building something, you're uh, there's going it's, to it's there's a lot of failure. Uh, and I said, not failure. I guess you're going to fall, and you're going to scrape your knees. You're going to, but you're going to learn from everything that you're doing. And I think that if you're persistent, and that's the, the other thing about my weight loss is my, my weight loss, if you look at it, it goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, but it's steadily progressing in a positive. And like right now, I'm whenever I, they filmed that, I was 240. I'd gotten down to 229 uh, in September, uh, but then I started gaining some of the weight back. And Actually, right now, I'm probably, I think I'm, I'm like 255. So during the pandemic, I've gained, gained some weight. Uh, and that's everybody. But 
knowing, going back to my principles of I can control these things, which is making food choice. What am I doing? Okay, I want to run 100K or I want to run 100 miles. I'm going to have to sh- go back to those principles of making good food choices, you know? And so that journey, the kids and my teachers started to see how I was persistent in my progress. And eventually I started to, uh, you know, went over those kids and those teachers that might not have been uh, always seeing it, but then they started to, it was, it's incremental. Uh, When you're changing culture, when you're changing mindsets, they're small victories. And then boom, you, 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 you know, that's, that's how success is. It's very incremental. It's not an instant thing. A lot of times we in our American culture, we like to think that, that success comes overnight. If you looked at uh, the, uh, the last dance documentary with Jordan, I mean, that dude, he had a persistent mindset that, that constant desire to improve. And he was willing to do whatever it takes. And I mean, I think that's another thing that you have to have as an educator. You've got to have that mindset to get better. And there were people that were mad at him, but now look at it, look at it now. You're, you're looking back and they're saying, man, I'm glad I was a part of that journey. And there are probably teachers that were, that have been mad at me, but now they're like, Hey man, I'm glad I'm a part of this. And that's what happens when you build, you're building something there. That's what's going to happen. That's the process. Uh, you know, and I think culture, it, when you're trying to build culture, there's going to be people that don't buy into it. There's going to be, but when you make those small adjustments and you continue to have these core principles in your mind and you stick to them, you're going to have success. And I think that's what my weight loss has tra- has translated into my leadership, uh, running, uh, like I told y'all earlier, I, I started tried to run a marathon in 2017. I didn't do it, but then I went back and set that goal again, and boom, was able to achieve it the following year because I, I said, okay, how can I grow from this? I, I didn't, I, I didn't get that defeated mindset, and I think that's what you also have to have as an educator not not letting things setbacks get you down. Just just going back, dust yourself off. Okay. This is part of the process and embracing that. Uh, and it's, I mean, man, I've shed some, so many tears over these years and, and, and it's okay, man. I, I think that's another thing that you got to have. It, it, it's not going to be easy. And if you're, you're thinking it's going to be easy, then you're going to get chewed up. The good, the, the world's going to show you something different. And so uh, I think somebody shared on, on Facebook one time, Steve Harvey said, if you put something out there, uh, challenge God and claim something for yourself. He's gonna He's gonna say, okay, you really want this? Boom, let me see how bad you want it. So you're gonna get tested. And I can tell you, every time that I've wanted something, I suddenly got tested. And every time I've had a success, boom, there's another test coming. And then just be okay with that. Okay with the test. And I think that. You know, we all thought as educators that, oh, we're just going to deal with this pandemic in the spring. And then in the fall, we're going to go back. Well, guess what? We're getting tested again. And it's okay. And keep, we're going to look back on this point and say, this is the moment where educators started to break out and really start impacting kids and seeing the value. And I think right now, educators get down and say, oh, well, people don't respect us and, and our profession. Well, guess what, guys? 
the, the, the world has always been down on educators at certain points in time. But if you're true to your core principles, that doesn't matter. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't get in for this for the paycheck. I didn't get in this for the pats on the back. I, I got in it because I saw that I wanted to add value to a kid. I wanted to. So I don't care. I don't care what a critic says. I don't care what a politician says. I, I, I don't care. I'm going to keep my core principles and I'm going to keep pushing forward. And at the, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. And having that, uh, that mindset. And, and I think it goes back to, uh, you know, we, we, Dr. Goffney's first year as superintendent, we read good to great. And in there, there is a, uh, a story of a general, uh, why not general? He's a, uh, he gets, he gets into a, a POW camp and I'm trying to think of his name. It's probably going to come to me afterwards, but, uh, um, you know, um, Keep going. I, yeah, so that he's he's in. It's the same PLW camp that John McCain was in, and actually he uh, he had the mindset of confronting the brutal facts. He knew that they were in a PLW camp. There, the possibility that they could die, and that it, it, you know. But he said, "Okay, I'm going to control what I can control, and I'm going to show grace to myself." You know, if if people shared something, you know that, that, that he didn't let the the guys get themselves beat up. And they kept moving forward through that principle that they're that if they stick with it, that they're going to be successful. And I think that's that's kind of the mindset you got to have if you're going to build something great. And uh, I, gosh, I wish I could remember his name. And it's it's uh, Stockdale. Stockdale. Yes. Yes. General Stockdale. And actually, uh, I heard a sermon uh, preached about with, with him in there. Uh, from uh, National Community Church in Washington D.C., uh, uh, Dick Foth was uh, was uh, saying the sermon on there. If you go on YouTube, uh, they're they're studying Daniel uh, in their uh, their series, and it was uh, episode six uh, in their podcast, and, and that reinforced some things for me. You know, just sticking true to your principles and sticking true to what you stand for, you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. And I think that's the mindset. That I'm starting to see that if I stick true to what my principles are, I'm going to be okay, and I don't need to worry about you know other things. It's going to be it's going to be okay. But just you know, uh, enjoy the journey. I think that's another thing that I'm learning uh, because sometimes I've been pushing my goals so much in my head that I haven't always reflected on the journey and these the the story that finally got shared on Channel 13 allowed me to look back and say man, this, it, it's been an awesome experience because I, I think there were times where I wasn't enjoying it and I wasn't being grateful uh, and thanking God for, for those experiences. And I, and I really, now I'm, I'm starting to say, man, I, this, is, this has been awesome. This is, this is an awesome experience. You know, one of the things I share with my daughter uh, since she was a little girl is the one at the end with the most experience is winning. And, and I think that that's what we have to be grateful for is mm -hmm. those experiences and the opportunities that those experiences provide us. And when you reflect on that, and I'm trying not to get emotional because as you was talking, it, it just, it, it really, because I, I love good to great. I mean, I yeah. that's one that Kyle and I both have read. Um, and I think that I tell people all the time, I did not become an educator. I didn't stay in education to be good. 
I didn't. I, I've never wanted to be good at anything. I'm a Leo. You know, mm-hmm. our, our whole thing is about I got to outshine everybody. But when yeah. it got not about me and stop saying I want to outshine people and just start saying I want to let my light shine. I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that I'm a great light that, that, that shows other people that this is how you can do it. This is the way to do it. And this is how you can make a difference and impact people. That it really, like I say, that mind shift takes place. And then you start looking and becoming appreciative of every single one of those experiences, every challenge, every tear, every setback. It just makes you stronger and better for the next one. And then you can look back and be like, man, I remember when I was all the way down here. You know, and now here I am. I remember when I was there. And what it does is it humbles you. So when mm-hmm. you meet someone that was in your position, then you can say, hey, no, 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 no. Let me help you up. Get that yeah. cleaned off. Now let's get back in here. Let me show you. Let, let, let me give you some tips that may that helped me that yeah. may be able to help you. Yeah. And I think that that, that, that is the, at the heart of what great education is. And I think that, like I can say, I've been just as blessed as you. My first principal was Tom Caldwell. My second principal was Dr. Kristen Kraft. My third principal was um, uh, Christy Van Wassenhoe. And my fourth principal was Mark Spruitt. I've been extremely blessed to be surrounded by leaders who, who lead by example, who speak the talk, who walk the talk, and, and who are always in there. And even though, like you say, those negative people are out there, I've learned over the time, just like you, that if I stay focused, on what's most important. And I wrote down what you said, keep doing what's best for kids. If that's if, if it's not good for kids, then don't do it. But if it's working for kids, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it, man. And um, yeah. Yeah, that was good. All right, coach. So we definitely want to be respectful of your time today. So we got a couple of uh, ending questions that we okay. ask everybody. So the first question that we want to ask you to end here is. If you had a billboard and you could share a message and you knew every student in the country would see and, and take that message in, what would what would that billboard message to students say? Love learning. Love learning. And don't be afraid to get a few few bumps and bruises. I think a lot of times that we uh, we don't realize that, that the learning comes through hard work, through getting cuts and bruises, and uh, that if you have that mindset, you're gonna be successful because uh, you know if you can't endure that, uh, you're not gonna achieve your true potential. Uh, so you gotta have that love of learning and you gotta uh, be willing to endure some struggles. All right, coach. So for the people that want to connect with you, what's, what's the best way for them to do it? So they can follow me on Twitter at uh, GW Shottle, S C H A T T L E two eight one on Twitter. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram with my running journey at uh, run with Shottle. Uh, and th- those are two ways to connect with me. All right, Coach, well, I got to say, I know it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this, but we really appreciate you uh, you uh, taking, taking some time to, to wrap with us today, man. I wish we had uh, wish we had a little more time, but I know everybody's got stuff they got to be doing today. So. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity. All right. So a, here... uh, hold on. Before the last question, I just had an epiphany. I really believe that 
you are the very first interview that we've conducted with someone employed in August. Really? Correct me, am I wrong? Am I, am I correct, Kyle? I don't think we've found anyone from Aldi. I can't. I can't say for sure that we have. We have not. This is our very first one. So this is extra, extra which, special. Which is weird considering you still teach there and I taught there. That we wouldn't have gone to those people first. But wow. um, that is yeah. interesting. Yeah, like I said, I mean, like well, you maybe said, this we'll, will be a watershed moment. Y'all start uh, calling up some some good old Walding educators and letting the world know what we all know. You know, and 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 I to be back close to where I grew up with the experience I got in Aldine means, I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's truly positioning me for opportunities to to do great things here. Yeah, you know, based on based on what I did there, so. All right, coach, last question. You know, you're getting towards the end of your educational career. Um, what do you want your legacy to be when, when your career ends in education? Uh, gosh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, always a tough question. I think uh, my legacy, I want somebody to say that, that uh, I valued them, that I... Uh, tried to pull out the best in them and that I gave extra effort that I was willing to put in the effort and the work uh, to see that, to pull out that greatness. I think that's, that's what I want my legacy to be. And then uh, that I'm able to grow leaders, uh, whether it's students or uh, staff that I'm with, that I'm able to grow leaders. All right, Will, bring it home, buddy. I just, I, I just, again, have to say thank you. Um, I, I still call you Coach Shiloh, even though you're not coaching anymore. Uh, but Mr. Shiloh, it has been an honor. Um, I just, I'm thankful that I'm part of your story. You're part of my story. And our yes, stories sir. are continuing together right now. Yes, in sir. Um, I too, just like you, I'm excited about the direction that we're going. Um, and I think that with people like yourself in leadership positions, and I heard Dr. Gothley say it either other, even the other day on our thing, uh, when she was on her interview, she said, if you want to have great schools, you got to start with great leaders. And that means by intentionally putting great leaders in place. And I don't think, well, now AEC, they're changing the name to, it's going to be now the Ken Knipple yes. uh, High School. And so um, I don't think they could have put a better person to be at the helm of that, that, that school to guide our students. Um, and I'm gonna call them our delicate students because even though some people may say they they the hardened kids, they're this, they're really the right. most delicate ones. They're just putting yeah. a tough shell on. And they exactly. need someone like you that can get to the core of it. And I thank you for what you do and what you've done and added to my life as an educator. And I will continue to root for you as I told you, always Appreciate that. You and always in your corner. Um, and I just wanna see you be as successful as you possibly can. This. So thank you again, sir. Awesome. Thank y'all. Really. Y'all, thank you so much for taking the time to check out this episode of the Value Podcast. Um, it was great to talk with Coach Scheidel, Um, because for me, I could just trace how the lessons he taught Wilkie filtered down to me. And, and I was just really grateful to be able to have this conversation. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the journey of the podcast. 
Um, I just found out that I'm going to be one of the distance learning teachers at my school, which is going into a hybrid. Um, but I'm going to be a remote teacher. So now that I kind of have a better view on that, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that on the podcast and sharing some of the things I'm doing. But as always, we love you. Share, like, subscribe, um, and and keep in the fight and keep moving forward. And we love you. And we'll talk to you again soon here on Value Adds Value.